0: Hey everyone, welcome to 10 Movies, where every season we focus on one actor through 10 of their most iconic films. This season, we've decided to dive into the cinematic catalog of Mr. Tom Cruise, America's last great action star.
1: Hemel, your mission today, should you choose to accept it, is to discuss the high-octane action thriller, Mission Impossible, 1996's... Mission Impossible.
0: I'm Hemel Javeri, and with me is my wonderful co-host and friend, Brian Minter. And as you might have guessed, today we are going to be talking about Mission Impossible.
1: I should have waited till you have to set <laughs> our names to my thing.
0: 1996's Mission Impossible, directed by Brian De Palma. I feel
1: the need, the need for speed. You want answers! I want the truth, mission! Accomplished!
0: Show me the money!
1: Uh, you know, I'm not a I'm not a film guy. You're not a film gal. But I will say, watching this movie, it was very apparent that it was a Brian DePaul movie. Like there's just something about like the cinematography and the way that things are staged. It's just very his you, thing.
0: You mean it was kind of creepy and kind of rapey? <laughs> I
1: don't know if I would have used his words, but yeah, I don't, I'm not saying I like it. It's just very... The guy has a real style as a, as a filmmaker. He
0: has a real style as a filmmaker that was very apparent in this movie and also an incredibly odd choice in an, act, in an so. action film yes, yes. franchise. Anyway, we are talking about Mission Impossible as we, you know, dive into our Tom Cruise season. Um... All right, well, what we'd like to do here first is talk about the plot of the film. To what make sure, happens in the movie Mission Impossible? To make sure everybody's on the same page. Look, if I tried to break down every aspect of this... There's a lot inc- of plot. ...incredibly convoluted plot. Very convoluted. It would not be interesting, but I will give you broad strokes. Tom Cruise plays Agent Ethan Hunt. He is part of the IMF, which to me means International International Monetary Monetary Fund.
1: Fund, Or, as it is sometimes known, the Impossible Mission Force. Is that what it's called? Is that what it's it's (laughs) called? (laughs) <laughs> breathtakingly stupid that it's called the Impossible Mission Force or that's, IMF.
0: That's so dumb. Anyway, he is a... It doesn't even need a name.
1: Just they're, no. they're super covert. They do their thing. Don't give it a stupid acronym.
0: Anyway, he is a IMF agent and he with his team have been tasked to... <laughs> find... <laughs> stop. <laughs> have been tasked to get something called a knocklist, but then he's betrayed and there's double agents and a lot of people wear masks and there are incredible action set pieces all throughout the film.
1: So may I say, I had not seen this film in some time. Okay. And I'm generally a fan of the missions impossible, yes. especially the later films, and they mm-hmm. yeah, they're just they're big, fun action movies. I remembered thinking like, oh, this will be like a very sort of like by the numbers espionage thriller from yeah. the early 90s. And it turned into this other thing. But no, all the elements are there. The constant betrayals, the wearing of the stupid masks, the like <laughs> the crazy stunts. Like they had the formula from from day one on this thing.
0: Yeah, it is incredible when you go back and watch it, how much structure is exactly the same 20-plus years later in the film. Like, so it's... Ethan Hunt is the IMF agent, and as happens in these they, he's given an impossible mission and somehow he manages with his team to you know save the world.
1: But first he is betrayed and he goes rogue. I feel like in every one of these movies yeah. he's betrayed at least once and he goes rogue at least once.
0: He's always disavowed. I don't he's all <laughs> constantly like constantly
1: every... <laughs> disavowed, constantly <laughs> betrayed, constantly going rogue. Uh
0: but the funny thing about this Mission Impossible is that the entire cast dies in the first like 10 minutes of the film. <laughs>
1: Yeah, there's uh there are, the Impossible Mission Force is, not, and so in the later films he's like the boss agent. Yeah. But in this one he's a, he's a junior agent. He's
0: a rookie agent. Yeah. He's just getting John started. John Boyd is the
1: boss, and yeah. he sends them all in, and yeah, they all they all get killed. <laughs> they all
0: get killed within like ten minutes. Uh, before we start talking about the cast, though, did you like this film? I
1: I enjoyed it. It's it's perfectly serviceable. You can see how it how it spawned this franchise. I think I enjoy the some of the later entries uh, in in the series better, but uh, yeah. This one uh, way better than the two that came after it for sure.
0: Oh yeah, definitely this Mission Impossible. I was expecting something more in line with kind of action movies today, which is less dark, right? This there's a real dark undercurrent here in that
1: the creepiness you Yeah, the to creepiness now.
0: that Brian De Palma brings to basically everything he touches <laughs> is very apparent in this film. Had you
1: not seen this before?
0: I, I had probably seen it when it first came out, but I just rewatched it for the podcast recently, and it just struck me that Tom Cruise and Brian De Palma are not two things that I would put together in the same movie, much less an action franchise.
1: Uh, yeah, I can, yeah. Uh, uh, I, I think the, uh... <laughs> yeah, I can totally lost it.
0: <laughs> anyway, I will say that, yes, I did really like the film. I thought it was good, uh, and the set pieces, the action stunts are incredible. Can I talk about the
1: the stupid masks, though, right? So they don't traffic as heavily in them as they do, and I think. I don't know. Which, the one that has Philip Seymour Hoffman, it's 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 constant. But there's this shtick in these movies where, yeah. like, you'll see a guy, and he'll say something out of character, and then you'll be like, that's weird, and then he tears off his face, and it's a whole different guy. It's so
0: dumb. It's so implausible, and they love it. They love that bit. They do, and I think in a couple of them, like the first time you do it, it really works, right? The first time you do it, you're willing to be like, "Wow, that was yeah, kind of cause cool." Yeah, because there's a cool
1: reveal, like, "Oh shit, cool that was reveal. Tom Cruise all along."
0: But every single other time God. you do it, yeah. it's a bit. And it's turned into a bit, in the later Impos- Mission Impossible films, they allude to it being a bit, right? They allude to the fact that it's super silly and that we're not going to do it anymore. But in this film, it happens like every other scene. It's, it's
1: like the movie becomes an unreliable narrator. You're yeah. Like, oh, is that really that character? Or is that a different character wearing an incredibly yeah. realistic lifelike mask? Which, by the way, wouldn't work. That's like some science fiction shit, right? You wouldn't put on a mask and you would suddenly look and talk and move exactly like this other person.
0: All right. All right, Mr. Realism. Take it down just a notch. Saying, I'm <laughs> just saying. I'm just saying. Okay, let's talk about the cast in this film, shall we? Emilio
1: Estevez. He gets killed in like five minutes. In an
0: extremely gruesome way. Um, Oh, yeah, right? He gets
1: chomped by the elevator.
0: Emilio Estevez plays... I like Emilio Estevez. He should be in more things. Hey, you know, I think he actually got canceled. Oh,
1: did he? that that tracks. (laughs)
0: Um, Emilio Estevez plays IMF agent Jack Harmon. He's not really important because he dies. I think the cast here is really interesting because they loaded it up with all these like big names that you think are going to survive the film. Because why would no, you cast
1: yeah. Emilio Estevez? You don't think he's going to die? Uh, you he don't was think he's going to die like three days ago? Exactly.
0: You don't think he's going to die? <laughs> Dead. Kristen Scott Thomas, another incredibly yeah, weird yeah. choice. She plays an IMF agent. Also dead? No, doesn't she? Isn't
1: she the wife of uh, of John Voight?
0: No, king? no, the other
1: lady is the first. Yeah, yeah, there's another
0: lady there. So like, yeah, you've got these two like big names that just killed right away. But you're right. That's kind of a
1: cool head fake. You're like, oh, here's some you know major actors that you recognize. Yeah. Boom, all dead.
0: It's the um betrayed. It's the Drew Barrymore scene in Scream. You don't think Drew Barrymore is going to die because she's Drew Barrymore? But... I've never seen Scream. What? You? I'm sorry. What
1: I know, it's one of those things that it's like if you haven't seen Top Gun, right? But you know, I haven't, so well, but, uh, there you have it.
0: All right, well, she dies in the first five minutes, but oh no my one... god,
1: <laughs> no, I'm not gonna see it. <laughs>
0: But no one's expecting it cuz she's Drew Barrymore. All right, there is also John Voight. He plays uh, Hunt's mentor and the veteran IMF agent
1: who betrays him.
0: Betrays Spoiler him. Spoiler alert,
1: but the movie's 25 years old, so.
0: Um and there's also this French actress who I've never heard of called Emmanuel Bert, perhaps. Emmanuel Berthe. She plays his wife, Claire Phelps. She's the IMF agent that survives. Yeah, and she
1: kind of gives off damsel-in-distress vibes. Yeah. Like that could have made her a little, little tougher.
0: There's also Ving Rames who... We love
1: Ving Rames here on the 10 Movies Podcast.
0: Love Ving Rames. So Ving Rames is
1: introduced in this movie, and I think he's maybe, other than Tom Cruise, the only actor-slash-character who is in all these films. Yep. And uh yeah, he's he's in this movie he's not really uh, an agent at all. He's like nope. a he's like a ne'er-do-well who's like a rogue operator kind of guy.
0: He is a other he's another like disavowed agent that's had to oh, like was he also disavowed. Yeah, has been like blackmailed or something and I don't know that
1: uh, they have a good workplace culture at the <laughs> IMF what with so. all the disavowing and betrayals.
0: Uh, but there's also Jean Renault who's great yeah. right in this film. Who betrays him? Who betrays him? Always. Alert. Always. So uh, that
1: one, again, he's a he's an actor, you know, and he's an actor I feel like you instantly have sympathy for, right? Mm-hmm. He's got that like he's lovable hangdog face. That face. Uh, yeah. When he betrays Tom Cruise, which I did not recall, it was a genuinely like,
0: no, yeah. you were betrayed by the guy. Well, they set them up so well to work as a team, right? Because yeah. you know he's been, he's like, somebody has sold him out once and you're not really expecting that someone's going to sell yeah. him out again. I <laughs> think
1: they're going to write that into the movie. <laughs> and then a second fatal betrayal is coming.
0: Um and yet it does but you know for all of the things that don't work in some of these Mission Impossible films and that have aged poorly there is a lot of structure and there is a lot of plot that actually plays out really well it's a great movie
1: uh, yeah I feel like it's, it's a, it's a well constructed film even if it's shot creepily
0: I it's very creepy. I will say the creepiest scene is that when the wife Emmanuel Barrett she's married to John Voight's character, she gets back to their little hideout, safe house or whatever, and there's this like weird scene where she's crying and he's trying to comfort her except he's like on top of her.
1: Yeah, and he thinks she so, sold him out. And he's gonna like he's yeah. gonna attack her, but then he's and nice to her. You can't tell
0: if they're about to like have sex or like he's gonna murder her. Which <laughs> but really, the so... whole initial
1: betrayal scene where all the agents yeah. are getting killed—it's all like creepily done, right? There's yeah. a lot of like close-up shots of people's faces, and yeah, it's, it's 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 a choice.
0: It's very much a choice, and it's not what you see in action films, which like to keep the violence really sterile.
1: Yeah, like all the other Missions Impossible have this like really like glossy mm-hmm. workmanlike product style cinematography. Yeah, but this one, yeah, this one has a definite vibe to it.
0: Let's talk about Tom Cruise in this film. Do you mean the Cruise Factor? I do mean the Cruise Factor. Insert cool sound effect of a car driving fast. <laughs> Let's talk about the Cruise Factor here because right now we're talking about a film that was made in 1996. Tom Cruise has already done Top Gun. He's pretty. He's a famous, famous. Yeah, person he's a, right he's now. already an
1: A-list star by the he's, time this one came out.
0: Yeah, he's done Cocktail. He he's done. Like, he is supposed to be the star of this film.
1: But I don't know that at this point he was yet... Like, I feel like now he is fully into, like, genre filming. Like, he makes big-budget, high-octane action films, full stop. Yes. But I feel like at this point, he was making dramatic movies. Yes. And this was maybe his first big action movie role.
0: Yeah, he, he's been making other films. Like, like you said, he did The Color of Money. He's done... I don't know what else he did aside from Cocktail, but... There are several other ones in in the bag here.
1: We we really have researched <laughs> our no, no, subject no, no, no. our subject well. I mean, I I did some other movies probably. some no, no. Cruise. Done,
0: no, he's done Rain Man. He's done oh, Days right. of Thunder. He has done Born on the Fourth of July. Yeah,
1: like they're actiony some of those, but yeah, yeah. they're they're dramatic films. Right. like He did The them.
0: Firm. Like he's done all of these. He hasn't yet just done like a straight up action film.
1: There's so many good Tom Cruise movies. Or is the firm on our list for the season?
0: Do you remember? I don't know. But look, like I said, look, he did, That's just the early nineties. Yeah, he and, and the one like the uh prequel not the prequel, but like what comes out before he does Mission Impossible, interview with the vampire.
1: That, that better be on our list we gotta watch that one, <laughs> where he's all made up and he's <laughs> googling around uh, New
0: Orleans so anyway to your point being is that this is basically like his first real big like not counting Top Gun this is like his first big like action film
1: this, this is him launching a franchise yeah. for the first time
0: so let's talk about The Cruise Factor
1: The right? Cruise Factor
0: Boyish charm. Where where are we on the scale of boyish charm? Hmm. I
1: think lower, right? Yeah. He's not really trading so much. Ethan Hunt doesn't really trade on his boyish charm. No. A little. Like when they initially announce all the roles. Like yeah. Emilio SS is the hacker and what's her name is the distractor. He's the inside man. So he's the one who's supposed to rely on like his ability to charm and manipulate. So yeah. to some extent, but not to that like top gun level where it's constantly in your face.
0: No, and he's not very he's not very boyish in this film but he does again have a mentor in the film like it's john voight so he's not top alpha dog just yet to, there's somebody above him
1: yeah he's junior yeah. but he's not boyish i agree uh good looks you know he looks like he's always he's, i don't think they're especially trading on his looks here
0: yeah when i think about some of the other films that he has done that where his good looks are like a definitive part of his personality i don't think we're meant to think that ethan hunt is like anything special to look at
1: and uh, what, what are your other uh, items on the Cruise Factor list?
0: You know, I always say that Tom Cruise has terrible hair in like 90% of the films that he he's in. He doesn't have
1: good hair in this movie. And
0: this movie, just goes to my point, bad hair. Tom Cruise, why can't somebody give this man a good haircut?
1: Well, I feel like in the later uh, Missions Impossible, he's got, a, he's got really extravagant, yes. feathery, wild hair. But here, it's just very sort of standard issue government guy hair. Yeah,
0: I, it took so long for somebody to figure out how to cut his freaking hair that it's embarrassing that he actually made it as a movie star. It's not
1: movie star hair at no. all. No. You're exactly right about that. It's
0: not. And one thing that I associate with Tom Cruise extreme confidence.
1: Ethan Hunt does have extreme confidence. Yes. Extreme like, confidence. Yeah, in fact, I think the character, there's really no character here, right? There's nothing to Ethan Hunt uh, other than stunts. But yeah, I think the character is built around this idea that, like, this is the guy who can come out ahead in any situation, not because of his physical gifts or his espionage skills, which he has, but because of his, his preternatural confidence.
0: Yeah, this is just like the guy who knows the mission has to get done, so he is going to go ahead and get the mission And done. he can
1: convince anybody to do anything or accept any any kind of like malarkey because he just <laughs> sells it.
0: Yeah, I, I think this ranks really high on the cruise factor, but I want to talk about... Uh, how this really is laying the foundation for, like, he, he's going to go on to make a whole bunch of other films, but it's really now the trajectory of his career is a Mission Impossible franchise. But do you
1: think at the time when they made this, and I feel like this is not at the point when every action movie has to be the start of a franchise. Like, do you think they just made it as a self-contained story and later, like, well, let's do some more?
0: I do. I think so. Um, I think that... Well, I want to talk about the action sequences. Like, but before we do that, is there anything else that you wanted to talk about, Tom Cruise?
1: Uh, no, I think uh, I think uh, so. We, we, very high on the confidence scale, yeah. but uh, but and equally bad hair as all his early roles, but not so much with the boyish charm.
0: I think the real heart of this films are the action sequences, and. Uh, that is what he's going to be known for is like all the crazy risks that he takes for the mission impossible film which again
1: in later entries in the franchise will, will go to greater heights although i feel like the the main or the most iconic action piece in this movie is probably one of the most iconic scenes from any movie
0: are you talking about where he drops down from the ceiling? Of
1: course I am. <laughs> like, even if you've never seen this movie, if you saw that visually referenced in like a spoof or a music video, yeah. you would you would get it. You'd be like, oh, yeah. it's that thing, wherever yeah. that's from.
0: Yeah. And again, I, I'm like, I know that I shouldn't keep comparing it, but it's also such a simple set piece that's still so iconic, but the tension is ratcheted up so high in the film is that when he does drop and he like barely, you know, Like is just inches away from the floor like your whole body kind of clenches yeah they've got
1: to as you will recall from having seen the film America they've got to go into the secret CIA and it's the worst office (laughs) in America like this guy (laughs) works in an office with no windows and 40 foot ceilings and it's all like bright white tile yeah so he goes to the can and Tom Cruise has to swing down on a rope and stick the thing in the thing and the floor is touch sensitive and there's this
0: even like the bead of sweat is going to drop on the floor and then he catches it and yeah
1: very, very tense filmmaking. Uh, you know
0: what? Maybe I'll give it to Brian De Palma. Maybe, maybe. Oh, he killed yeah, that one. He killed you can, it. Yeah, he killed yeah, that one. creepy about that. But there's also other, there's another scene where they are on a, like, subway or something. They're like on a train and then a helicopter flies into the tunnel and then the helicopter grows up and he and Jean Reno are fighting in the tunnel. Do oh yeah, and he's that? on
1: the front of a speeding train yeah. fighting, <laughs> fighting, his the guy who betrayed him who was flying <laughs> helicopter.
0: That to me feels like that the one stu-
1: shades into ridiculousness. I think it but. does,
0: but that is what I think the studio wanted. Where Brian De Palma was like, "No, let me ratchet up the tension in this like this other scene."
1: Yeah, so lots of big action set pieces, which these movies are all about. Yeah. yeah, but I think the the one where he breaks in and he and he when he hits almost hits the ground, and he's kind of kicking his legs and arms around in a weird, awkward way. I think that like that's one of those little bits of like visual visual addition that really sells it.
0: I do. It yeah, I agree memorable. with it. I would like to talk about. How woke this film is?
1: Uh, well, it was '96, so we weren't really we weren't really interrogating uh, ideological uh, substances back then in our movies. We were just
0: I know, but with 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 hindsight, do you think we could? Uh,
1: well, is there uh, you know is there uh, any way in which uh, the film Mission Impossible uh, has anything to say about uh, gender, class, and justice of any kind? Well,
0: I do. I think that uh, one of the interesting things about the Mission Impossible films. Is that any kind of justice is always outside the scope of government? Mm. There's every, like you said, like everybody's constantly being disavowed. The IMF (laughs) is basically a rogue organization anyway. They're not really a part of like the governmental structure. So it's just vigilantes who are operating unsupervised. Yeah, the IMF unsupervised. is basically
1: an extrajudicial force <laughs> and they do not seem to be a force no. for good in any way. No. But Ethan Hunt is, right? We know that Ethan Hunt is always yes. going to go to ridiculous lengths to yes. to defuse the bomb or s- stop the virus or whatever thing he's doing.
0: And as I'm pulling on that same thread, Ethan Hunt is always going to be the moral center of this film. He's and so with Tom Cruise, which I don't think like he's actually um like, we talked about, uh, you know, other actors who will just never play bad guys. I don't think that Tom Cruise is, like, ever really capable of playing a bad guy.
1: I feel like he plays a bad guy in a few roles. But, yeah, Ethan Hunt is, again, he's not a character. He's the complete, yeah. like, there's no point when Ethan Hunt ever, like, falters or, like, considers. Like, at every moment, every turn, this guy has been pushed beyond the limits of human endurance. And what you would say is, like, "Whoo! I barely survived that. I'm going to go home. But he never even there's never even a moment when he's like I might do that. He's like, "Oh my god, now I have to j- jump into this flying tractor or fight these He's always immediately going to the next impossible thing okay. without even thinking about it." Okay,
0: well, uh, and picking up on that, that how closely do you think like Ethan Hunt, the perception of Ethan Hunt has like melded with the perception of Tom Cruise or at least how Tom Cruise sees himself? Like not even as a like person but just as Ethan Hunt is like I'm just gonna keep doing crazy stunts uh, super committed to my work like he sees every single movie he does as an actual Mission Impossible
1: uh yeah really Tom Cruise yeah Ethan Hunt is just Tom Cruise with a light gloss of character <laughs> on top so weird but yeah the, the geopolitics of the world of Mission Impossible are yeah they don't hew that closely to the real world but yeah I think you're exactly right that like if you wanted to actually look at the role that like American espionage services play this movie does not have a particularly heroic view of them Mm -mm. Uh, you know I think the whole franchise is not as you say he's constantly being betrayed and disavowed and they're always doing sketchy illegal extraditional things but he he's the real American hero and like we're supposed to look past that because they're the ones who have failed to live up to his sort of heroic patriotic creed
0: yeah I think that this is interesting compared to Top Gun which we have talked about earlier which is that institutions in Top Gun were basically infallible right like and to You trusted those yeah, institutions. The Navy was all
1: good guy heroes. The
0: Navy was all good guys. But the
1: IMF is not.
0: And the IMF constantly is not. <laughs> and there your your moral center has really shifted to small bands of people versus uh, big giant actual organizations capable of doling out justice. So. But it
1: does feel like in all these kind of espionage movies, right? you know born identities and whatnot, like the CIA yeah. and you know, the IMF, whether they're real or fake, they're always portrayed this way, right? As sort of like ideologically gray and nebulous and not no one can be trusted or counted it on and there's you know always a, a Harrison six? Ford or a you know a Tom Cruise who's the good guy but their their colleagues cannot be trusted.
0: You know what this is? No, what is it? This is the firm but in like espionage it's it's basically the same movie.
1: Yeah, you have yeah, you the one noble <laughs> hero good guy has to save the day despite the forces arrayed against him.
0: Let me ask you: Who is the movie MVP here?
1: Well, I'm just gonna have to give it to Ving Rhames because I love Ving Rhames' his energy. He's got a real sort of jolly zenness, uh, you know, and it's a movie like. I think there's an almost entirely white cast. Uh, you know, Ving Rames. I think he's the only, you know, actor of color in this film at all. He's the only black actor. Um, yeah, he, like, I think he's, like, he's a big, like, physical, like, present yeah. actor. Yeah. But this character that he brings to all these Mission Impossible movies is a very, like, sort of, like, jokey, cerebral, like, fixer, hacker kind of guy.
0: I, every time I see Ving Rames in these films, I'm like, oh, things will be okay. Like, he's a very comforting yeah, he's, he's, presence. He's, reassuring. Uh, he's a reassuring, competent presence uh i appreciate that uh, gosh i have to think about it i'm going to give it to emilio estevez uh, really even <laughs> his, very, his yeah, very short role i will remember how he died for quite a long time and it really set the tone for spoiler for the alert
1: john voight kills him with a spiked elevator shaft
0: yeah also john voight so creepy and so, pretty much yeah, everything so he does oily and uh, <laughs> and
1: treacherous and sinister uh, and I think you know, if we learn the actual, the actor John Boyd is <laughs> a as is a, a bit problematic in terms of his personal outlook on the world. So uh, maybe it's yeah, maybe he's bringing a little bit of verisimilitude to these roles.
0: Where does this fit into the Tom Cruise canon? Oh,
1: gosh, you know, it's they're all they're all so high. The Tom Cruise movies, the Tom Cruise canon is so vast, and yet we we said last uh, time we talked that Top Gun was at the very top. I think that's probably still true, but Mission Impossible is right up there. Top what? three.
0: No. You don't think? Well, I think, I think that because he's so closely associated with the Mission Impossible franchise... Yeah, this is his new franchise. Now, this is... But this movie particular mm. is forgettable in my oh, opinion yeah. so maybe
1: i'm may, retroactively i'm putting this as a sort of a, a synecdoche for yeah. all of the missions impossible yeah but yeah as an individual movie perhaps not so much
0: i think what in the last like eight years he's probably made four mission impossible movies or something or three at least he turns them out yeah he turns them out they're great i will absolutely go watch them really formative for what his like career is going to turn into But as a film in the canon, it's not something that I would have expected from him at all. Like, I did not think that the Mission Impossible thing is, like, where his career was going to go.
1: Yeah, and uh, I think we talked last week. Like, I think he was more known for dramatic roles at the time. But, yeah, this is is the direction his career almost completely exclusively went in.
0: Well, that's because... You can't cast him in anything now.
1: <laughs> uh, I don't know. Like people say that, like, oh, he can only be in action films. But uh, you know, the guy's got range. Say what you will about him; he's a strange man. But uh, you know, he's a very committed actor.
0: He can he can sell a, he can sell a role. I will look. Tom Cruise makes great movies.
1: He but he's does. not really acting in this movie, right? Like he's not doing. No. Like yeah, he's barely there. There's barely a character of Ethan Hunt for him to portray.
0: The amount of work that he's done on the stunts is like the thing that gets the most attention and not the acting.
1: Which, uh, you know, I think we've discussed in the past is equally valid, right? Like we shouldn't, we shouldn't, you know, privilege conveying interiority as being somehow more important than, you know, leaping on top of a helicopter blade or whatever else he does in this movie. (laughs) That's hard
0: to do too. It is. It is. Uh, All right. Well, thank you all very much for hanging out with us. Brian, anything else? Closing thoughts?
1: No. Uh, please uh, rate interviews us on the podcast listening application of your choice that more viewers may be attracted to our incredibly high-quality audio content.
0: All right. Uh, and we would like to thank Underdog Podcast for hosting us and our producer, Tony Gill.
1: We will see you next week.